Hey, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast. Now, our host Richard Morin coming to you on this Thursday, March 19th, 2020. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes still in hiatus, of course, the NHL and all the other major sports as well. As really, we're just seeing more and more tests coming back from the NBA um, right now. Positive tests for coronavirus. Just saw uh, Boston Celtics guard Marcus Smart coming back with a positive test for coronavirus. And the Los Angeles Wake- Lakers with two players and uh, a good amount more announced um, by the league, by the respective teams, and by the, um, the fantastic journalists covering the sport. Uh, and then I think, of course, in the NHL as well, I mean, uh, NFL rather, uh, New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton so you know I think this the positive test for smart really is interesting to me because he's reportedly been completely asymptomatic and yet has a positive test and most people can't get a test unless they're a extremely symptomatic even with the severe symptoms and b have been in contact with somebody that they know has tested positive for coronavirus or c have been uh, traveling to an area that's crazy infected. And I don't understand because right now the U.S. is right there with one of those areas. That should not be criteria um, or required criteria to get a test. Certainly should make that should make it so you absolutely get a test. But um, you've seen what some of these other countries are doing, what South, uh, South Korea is doing. And I don't mean to take too much of a detour here, um, but it's, it's just kind of mind-blowing to me when um, – when you look at some of these these athletes, some of these people that are testing positive for this virus that have zero symptoms, like absolutely no symptoms at all, they have the virus. So how many of us um, could be walking around with this virus not even knowing that we have it and unknowingly spreading it uh, to people who it will do devastating damage to? Um, it's just kind of a wake-up call when you um, when you look at some of these, um, some of these people that um, – and I don't, I don't fault these players for, for getting tested. I mean, hey, if you if you have the means, then you have the means, right? I mean, it's it's not on them. It, uh, my my reaction is really just more looking at how asymptomatic they are and the fact that they still have it. Um, and you just wonder how many more uh, cases like that um, are out there. It's just kind of crazy to me. I know a lot... Um, a lot of you right now are probably stuck at home. You're doing yourself isolating, or at least I, I hope you are. You're quarantining, uh, you're social distancing. These are the things that we all need to do right now in order to um, to get these numbers up in the U.S. Because clearly, um, you know, you, I'm sure you've all seen the viral videos going around, these spring breakers in Florida, and um, it's just it's just unacceptable behavior, honestly, by our species. Um, and I think you... I know a lot of you guys are, are doing the right things, and you know I know um, I certainly have. I I have barely left my apartment complex in the last few days, and that's just you know that's just what you have to do right now. And it's not because I don't want to get sick because I'm 24 years old, and um, you know I don't I don't smoke, I don't have asthma, like I don't have any respiratory problems, I don't have any underlying health conditions. So I feel like even if I got this virus. I would be okay. So it's not about me. I'm not afraid of getting this virus. I don't want to get it, obviously, but I don't want to give it to people who it's going to do long-lasting damage to. We need more people, I think, with uh, with that mindset. I know a lot of people um, 
are doing those great things. And um, if, if you are one of those people, I commend you because it is not an easy thing to do um, to stay home and, and to self-isolate. It's very, very, very challenging, um, especially when you look at, uh, at at some of the damage you know that's that's going on right now. Uh, we will get into the coyotes. We will uh, talk coyotes. Um, I mentioned a lot of stuff to you guys in, in yesterday's episode about Oliver Reckman Larson. We're going to have that story uh, coming up in in the coming days, and then I'll be able to play some of that audio for you guys, which I think you you will really like. But um, for today, we're going to be talking a lot about, um, I guess, not what ifs, but but where this team was heading, what what direction the Coyotes uh, were going in before uh, the season had the pause button pressed um, before they could uh, get the closure that they needed. Uh, We're going to be getting into all that right after this quick break here on Locked On Coyotes. All right, and welcome back to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Richard Morin with you. We're going to be talking a little bit of coyotes. Want to get your mind. I know I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent there, um, but I'm going to try to segue here into the Arizona Coyotes and breaking down what we saw uh, in the first, you know, 60-whatever games of the season. I don't even know how many games they actually played, and it's honestly going to be a moot point um, because – at this point, it's becoming incre- just with every day, right? It's becoming increasingly likely that we're not going to get um, we're not going to get any more Coyotes hockey. And I think you know whether or not the season will be canned, and even if it isn't canned, it probably will only not be canned for playoff teams, of which the Coyotes are not a playoff team. So I think you've probably seen uh, your last of the Arizona Coyotes in 2019-20, and if that's the case, it honestly feels like a little bit of a soft landing, doesn't it? for this team it feels like a little bit of a a little bit like watching a car crash but closing your eyes before the collision like you still know that something really bad happened but you don't exactly know how bad because you didn't watch it but you heard it you know you know it was bad you know something bad happened but you don't exactly know how bad it was. That's kind of how it feels watching the end of this Coyote season. Kind of feels like you knew you knew it was going to a bad place, but you just looked away and, and never got to really see how it would have ended. But it, it probably they probably let's just put it this way they that car probably wasn't swerving out of the way at the last minute. It, it certainly didn't seem that way. That's not where things were heading uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Certainly not. And. I do think a lot of those tough questions are still going to be asked. You know, how can you justify missing the playoffs uh, after missing by four points last year, adding Phil Kessel, getting a new a new owner, spending to the cap, getting Taylor Hall, being in first place as late as January 15th? How do you justify not being in playoff position when this season came to its inevitable conclusion? How do you justify that? You know, those are still questions we're going to have to ask. Um 
right now the Coyotes aren't making anybody available. They aren't making any of their executives available. That includes John Chica. They aren't making their coaches available. That includes Rick Tuckett. And they aren't making their players available, even the ones uh, that have stayed home and not the ones that um, have gone abroad. They're not making those people available either. They're not making anybody available for the time being. And I imagine they won't until a decision is made on the season, which is disappointing because you're seeing a lot of other leagues, a lot, even a lot of NHL teams still making um, – still making these people available to the media so that we can get as much information as we can and honestly it sort of feels like covering the coyotes right now we're just kind of operating in a blind spot um you know certainly we don't need pr we don't need team pr to 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 do our jobs right we can still reach out to these to these folks directly and certainly uh we do but it is a lot more difficult when pr doesn't want to play ball with you and and they're not going to make anybody um available so it's a little disappointing uh man I just look at what the arizona diamondbacks are doing right now you know i also cover the diamondbacks for the arizona republic and easy central sports uh sports.easycentral.com and they i feel like they've made you know mike hazen and, and tori lavello available almost daily which has been a huge help in getting really important contacts for what's going on um and you just haven't seen this the same kind of commitment from from these guys we're going to take one more quick break here on lockdown coyotes part of the lockdown podcast Network, when we come back, we'll finish up our, our conversation on the Coyotes and start going over exactly how we're going to break down the rest of the season if, in fact, we don't get any more Coyotes hockey for the rest of And welcome back here to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Still no positive uh, COVID-19 test for the Arizona Coyotes. We do know one player that was tested. That was Aaron Ness, who had been feeling ill in recent days. He tested negative uh, for the new coronavirus. Uh, His agent announced that via Twitter. We do not know um, if any other Coyotes players have been tested. It seems like the NHL's disposition on this issue is only get a test if you are symptomatic um, or are suspicious right if for example let's say you know we know marcus smart of the boston Celtics tested positive say let's see let's say the coyotes were you know in the td garden locker room um you know uh, a few weeks ago then maybe they, they'd all get tested right as a precaution but it, barring something like that and barring symptoms it does not seem like testing is something uh, that is going on willy-nilly in the nhl they seem to be um I guess not to say the other sports aren't, but they seem to be kind of just wary of the the issue in volume of tests available right now, uh, and sort of just using discretion um, when getting a test. Which is um, not not to say one is is right and one is wrong. I'm not in a position to say, um, but it certainly I just think that's the way the NHL has decided to go about their business. So um, at any rate, um, Coyotes players we know. Uh, we're in a quarantine phase. Once that phase is over, players will be allowed to go as they please. They'll be allowed to, um, you know, if they still can, uh, go home, whether that, that can be outside North America. I think European players are, um, going to be permitted to go home if, if that's what they want to do. And if by that point they are still allowed to, um, 
do that um, by forces more powerful than the NHL. Um, obviously, a lot of players live in Arizona, so a lot of players will be staying here uh, in their homes in Arizona and just kind of waiting. Uh, still not sure what the Coyotes, what 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 are the players going to do to stay in shape? Um, you know, hockey, like I mentioned before, is a little bit of an interesting dynamic because the players need to be on the ice to stay in playing shape. And obviously, they don't have access to ice right now. Team facilities, um, my understanding that they're still closed. Uh, we don't know when or if they're going to reopen um, because we haven't had the um, the ability to, to talk to those decision makers. Um, and obviously, all the, the public rinks are, are closed to the, the public as well. Perhaps players can work out special arrangements to, to get ice time. Uh, if that's the case, I'm not aware of anything like that, but certainly a possibility, especially the players that have lived here for a while um, that uh, have a history of, of working out summer ice time. Uh, they certainly know the channels um, to go through. So that would not surprise me. I haven't heard anything about that uh, yet, but I'll, I'll obviously keep you guys updated. Um, in terms of the NHL season, like I said, still don't know. I know the NHL is still working out different scenarios of what they're going to do. Um, but it was interesting listening. I mentioned that the listen to the two man advantage podcast the other day, uh, Pierre Lebrun, part of that podcast and deputy commissioner Bill Daly was a guest on that podcast. And they talked about how really one of the NHL's top priorities right now is just to make sure that the 2020, 2021 season is going to be a full unencumbered season. Um, even at the expense of canning the rest of the season and not awarding a Stanley Cup, my indication has sort of corroborated what Bill Daly is saying. My indication from everybody that I'm talking to is that it is priority one to make sure that next season can go on as planned. Now, that being said, the NHL still really, really, really wants to award a Stanley Cup this year in some capacity. Um, we're just not sure how they how they want to do that or how they're going to be able to go about doing that um, because it doesn't seem like playing in, playing until August or September is a viable option if priority one is to uh, maintain the integrity of the 2021 season. So it's interesting in that regard, and I think, um, again, you're, you're, you're looking at the options of what they can do. Could they you know, come back from a training camp and, and maybe just jump right into the playoffs and do an abbreviated playoffs, like just the four division winners. When I think about what seems the, the most viable, if I, had, if I had to guess right now what the NHL is going to do, I do think they're going to come back. I think they most likely, and I have nothing to back this up, it's just pure speculation and what makes sense logically to me, is that they would come back, take the four division winners, play a you know a four team tournament um or you know conference like you'd have a just come back with a conference final metro versus atlantic pacific versus central two winners play for the stanley cup and that's it that is what i think you have to do at this point um it's not an ideal fix but there are no ideal fixes and i think that's the best one because that a allows you to award a stanley cup and b preserves uh most likely a full 2020 2021 season and i think that is priority a for the nhl they get to accomplish that they get to also hand out the stanley cup obviously there's gonna be a lot of people clamoring oh you know we finished we finished sec- like let's say oh we, we finished second in the metro and you know we had a better record than you know the team in the atlantic i know that's not the case but i mean you understand hypothetically where i'm going with this you know oh well we should we deserve to and you know there's going to be some of that 
and that warranted, but there's no perfect solution here. The only perfect solution um, for finishing out this season would require um, abbreviating, stunting, punting, whatever you want to say on the 2020-2021 season, and I don't think that's what the NHL wants to do at this point. Um, It is definitely uh, unclear exactly where they're going to go with this. And I can't help but look at all of these folks who are coming out with no symptoms and a positive test for COVID-19 and wonder how are you going to get all these players together and do a training camp? How, how are you planning on coming back and doing a closed door training camp when any one of those players could be walking around with COVID-19? You would have to test them all before even getting them together. The, the logistics of that just seem so challenging to try and get all these people together and do it. It just seems really hard. If everybody was going to get symptoms from this, you would know, you know, okay, well, you know, these, these people have symptoms, they can't play. Clearly there are people out there. We just got confirmation today. There are people out there with COVID-19 and zero symptoms. And obviously that might change. Maybe Marcus Smart develops symptoms. Maybe some of these other asymptomatic folks to, uh, develop symptoms. Regardless, it seems like this will affect some people. This affects people uh, in a very, very wide range. So how would you be able to come up logistically with, with a system to get these players together for a closed-door training camp? You would have to go and test them all. And unless the testing capacity and the, the, the testing uh, um, system is drastically changed and improved. I just don't see how, again, logistically, uh, that's going to work for the NHL. That's all the time we have today on uh, Thursday, March 19, 2020, episode of Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast. I know you guys are at home right now probably uh, using your, your smart devices. Why don't you go ahead and tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Lockdown NHL to keep you busy during these tough times. We've got a bunch of people at the network uh, doing a fantastic job uh, bringing you guys some great creative content, and we are uh, no different. Going to be uh, bringing you guys some some great content every single weekday uh, while we're all locked down because we're all in this uh, together and uh, getting through these these very strange times uh, with uh, with one another. So we will see you guys tomorrow. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL. We'll see you guys tomorrow.